0: Because my brain is busted.
1: (laughs) Well, everybody's everybody's brain is busted right now. Lord,
0: I think I'm going to start writing a column for the Ancient Victories, from the geezer, you know, the geezer files or something. No. Hi, everybody. (laughs) It's Saturday, and you know the things are happening. All the usual. You know, the fairy flecks and the yada yada. <laughs> and the... Uh, the fairy flecks and the yada yada? And the yada yada and all the ships at sea. <sighs> Shall we start
1: that over again?
0: No, I like it like this. <laughs> this, is, this is real, Diane. This is, this is what's happening right now. Bill's brain is busted. If anybody out there had a conversation with me about radio this week, can you please contact me and tell me who you are? Because I can't remember. And it's driving me crazy. But, you know, it's all part of the fun here at It's 9.15 a.m. Saturday, February the 5th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. What? <laughs> I had a puff tea. Well, that's not my problem. You know how these things work. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a bumpy start to the. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip to the morning. For Billy Bob Bajingo, yeah, I'm But what are you going to do? <sighs> life continues apace. Well, it's been another already, slow week here in Lake Barbiturate. Over to you, Diane.
1: We've already been talking this morning <laughs> because we had
0: oh, we had a of,
1: joyful experience yesterday. We had
0: one of the great experiences of you know recent history, at least in my life, and that was that was. Uh, well, you get to say it because you, you're the instigator. You're... I
1: think a lot of people know I've been doing this first album project because I've mentioned it on the show. Right, on the show, yes. And mm-hmm. some of you may actually get the Ancient Victories publication.
0: One of one or the other of you. Um, yes. Yes.
1: So I have been doing this first album series and have been interviewing uh, various folks... About the first album that they did, um, the first album they produced, it was such a a random thought that came up a long time ago, because now I've done quite a few of these. So it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So I I've had the joy of interviewing Stanley Greenthal. That was the person who um, instigated the the first album series in my head because uh, because when I asked if he had ever digitized Songs for the Journey, which is one of my favorite albums ever. But it was only
0: available on cassette.
1: It was only on cassette. I hadn't heard it in years and years, decades, actually. Yeah. And he sent me a CD of it. uh, You might recall that we've actually used his music several times on the show. And when I received it, it was so emotional for me uh, i wept when i heard it because not only did i hear it for the first time on a decent sound system right. but i also it just had this gush of memories of listening to that album and how much it meant to me and but the the reason why he, he was the one who instigated the whole concept of the first album series was because he said when he sent it to me that he had not listened to it in a long time himself and that he actually enjoyed the trip down memory lane that it just really was such a powerful experience for him to re-listen to it and realize that it held up after all these years and
0: also to relive the memories of those times you know I don't think that uh, unless people are called to it by someone else a lot of times they don't even think about. It. Uh, they yeah. don't travel back down that that road of memory for themselves. And I think it can be an enriching thing just to relive that, you know. And I think that's been part of each one of these uh, interviews, at least that I've been a part of, is that you sense that the the artist is getting a great deal of joy out of reliving the, the story themselves.
1: When I first started it, I, it was such a random thought. Yeah but i uh, i have found that that article series has been tremendously important to me uh, to write to interview and to to write the article yeah. uh, it's been a, it's really been one of the blissful experiences that i get lost in yeah. and um so i first had done stanley greenthal then i the next first album project was about Tim Noah's album In Search of the Wow Wow Wibble Wonka, Wazzy, Wootle Woo the next one I don't know whether I have them in the right order but I've I've also uh, interviewed Eric Tingstad and Nancy Rumble about the album The Gift I interviewed Magical Strings about the album Springtide I interviewed Jim Page about the uh, his album Shot of the Usual and it's just been incredible. Yeah. To to do these interviews. So I was I was thinking about I actually it's interesting I had kind of forgotten that we need to do another publication in in the end of February. But I had been reading an article about retirement and they the Person who was writing the article said that it was really important for people to have things that brought them passion and joy. And I thought, man, I've got a lot of things, and and I was thinking about that first, uh, first album project that I've been doing. And I thought, oh, I should choose somebody for the next, um, the next edition, and just start that because I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea that I wanted to interview Sandy Bradley and the Small Wonder String Band about the album Foolish Questions. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is that, once again, this is like Eric Tingstad and Nancy Rumble. They had done their own albums on their own, but then they had their pairing, and that was their first album. The Gift was the first album that they did together. together. Right. And Foolish Questions was the first album that the Canote brothers and Sandy Bradley did together. And I just remembered that I loved that album so much when I first heard it. And that was one of the things that Victory Music did for me. I learned about lots of different kinds of music that I had never heard before. So interestingly, uh, I heard foolish questions before I saw them in person. And there is nothing in the world like seeing the canoe Brothers and Sandy Bradley or just the canoe Brothers in person. Yeah. They are the one of the true experiences of seeing music live. That's true. Um, and so uh, we hopped onto Zoom and, I mean, I, I'm always kind of astonished that these people want to do this thing. I, because I keep thinking, I'm, I'm a little apologetic about it. You know, well, it's, I don't know. It's just a funky
0: little thing. I don't even know how many people will ever read it. But yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> and everybody always says, yeah, count me in. Sure, you know? no problem. Um, I have true admiration for these people. Uh, for so many reasons, yeah. they are a force in the Pacific Northwest. They truly are, and they are actually a force nationwide, maybe even internationally, but certainly nationwide. Yeah. And so, I I'm always a little, oh what do I want to say? It's not intimidated. It's not. It's more, um, yeah. flabbergasted. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I'm going to be talking to these people. And yet, I knew that uh, that there would be no, no timidity or any shyness because of who they are. Uh, and I had actually read an article, or like a blog post that Sandy Bradley had written about the potluck radio show that they did in the Northwest for 11 years. And it was quite an amazing radio show and she had said that they she always wanted it to be like celebrities who were just brought down to earth and then also a mix of other people who were people you might not have ever heard of Mm -hmm. but something about her saying you know to take the celebrity out of it and i thought so she's not Thinking, oh, I'm a a local celebrity and Diane and Bill must bow down to me. No,
0: no. We don't run into that.
1: But it was I think it's
0: because your name carries more cachet than you ever give it credit for. Because, you know, I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Well. They, They all remembered who Diane Schulstad was.
1: Well, I had the, the joy of actually hiring them for the Zoo Sounds uh, series that I did for kids at the Point to Find Zoo in the 1980s, and I still remember that concert, every bit of that concert, because it was such a joy, and they were so funny, and um, I just miss hearing people like that uh, yeah. performing together because Sandy Bradley has not been performing for a while, but the Canote Brothers still do. In fact, we went to see a concert of theirs at the Cuth Buzzard not too long ago, before the pandemic, of course, but yeah. um, I don't think that I've ever encountered people that just make me smile just to see them, and, I mean, just see their faces, and you just feel like you're beaming already, and the, they are just... A joyful, joyful group. I know I keep using the word joy, but that's all I can ever think of when yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about them. They
0: just are. If you, you know, look up a YouTube video of the Canute Brothers, you'll know what we're talking about.
1: Well, and we have certainly played them on the show before. Yeah. Uh, we we particularly love the song Happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Happy, 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 happy.
0: <laughs> clean of that room. I'm so happy I could clean my room.
1: But... Um, it was so exciting to talk to them. It was like the best radio show kind of conversation, as you were talking about. I mean, it wasn't a radio show, yeah. but it was that kind of party that you, you hope that you happen in on. Right. right. We would have been playing their music today. However, I don't have that album. It was an LP. Yeah. Um, so and we We're are, hoping
0: to procure a copy of it. Today.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we were talking about
0: that. So maybe we can so feature them to... next week on the show.
1: Yeah. yeah. While I'm writing the, the article.
0: Right. Anyway, yeah.
1: We that was... came out of that, that conversation just, we were just like, wow, wasn't that great?
0: That we was gotta fantastic. This. We got to do more of this. We got to do more of this. <laughs> righteous mothers.
1: Oh, righteous mothers. Yeah. Skyline Drifters.
0: Skyline Drifters. There you go. See?
1: Yeah, we were, we were talking this morning about other uh, groups that we should be checking in on in their first album. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. man. I just find it so fascinating, though, because as people are remembering what had happened, it's almost like they're having to pull some recollections out themselves yeah, yeah. that it is but a while a, ago yeah. and yet then it's almost like there's this you know like a faucet that you turn on and it starts off a little slow but then it just starts gushing right, out information right, exactly. and uh it's just so amazing <laughs> i have been so thrilled that i started that out of some random little thought I had right
0: because it becomes it, it it you know more so than you may have realized going in or maybe more so than the artists realize as they start to recall these memories how formative that experience would will, will have been no matter what stage of their careers they were at that you know like for uh, the connotes and for sandy bradley sandy bradley had made recordings before that it didn't sound like greg and jerry had
1: oh i think that they
0: were so impressed at, at being in a real recording studio yeah i think that they
1: recorded some yeah. small thing or whatever but i'm right. not sure
0: but their memories of recording that album foolish questions in two days at carney barton's and playing all the songs live and stuff like in the studio and stuff like that and just i don't know You can imagine, I can imagine having that kind of command over one's repertoire so that you can just go in and just, you know, one or two takes and you got it kind of thing. And uh, they definitely were tight. That's what I remember about the potluck show is that whenever they perform, played a song, it was, it always sounded like something they'd been playing for years. So they really had a uh, dynamic, the three of them together. I mean, Greg and Jerry are twins, so of course they have a, a they're musically uh, you know, compatible or, you know, haven't had a lot of years of practice. But Sand, the way Sandy fit into that, I don't know, it was a a magical unit.
1: Well, and especially the harmonies That's that what they I mean. had. Yeah, oh and, and my God. How
0: tight everything was, and they just, you know, everything was, you heard, it was like Greg was saying, you could hear every word, you know.
1: Yeah, they did tongue twisters. Yeah, they, uh, and would while do tongue they were tongue twisters
0: un... while they were driving from town to town so that they could, you know...
1: So that they could really have their enunciation. And so be... that
0: they could lock in with each other because that's yeah. part of it is you need to you need to get your phrasing, you need to match each other's phrasing so that it doesn't, you know, it's, it needs to hit. The I'm words a, need to hit. I'm a
1: huge fan of harmonies yeah. and it's so interesting to me. It always has been about how people harmonize because some people are not, they'll, you'll see a couple of celebrities and they're singing a harmony and neither one of them are, are trying to blend. They're just kind of singing in their own voice. But when you hear people harmonize well, it is just the most incredible experience for me. And the, Sandy Bradley and Greg and Jerry Canote, they harmonized perfectly, yeah. perfectly. Just like that, that sound where it's, it's blended so well that it almost sounds like an organ chord right. or something like that. Right. You just feel like, oh, man. just gives me a satisfaction that I rarely get yes. with.
0: Um, so we are very much looking forward to hearing this album again. And uh, for me, it'll be the first time I've never heard album so i just remember them on the radio and because that was a that was a golden era of local radio you had the you had the weekly show on kezx the homegrown and you had sandy bradley's potluck at 11 o'clock on saturday mornings right before prairie home companion at noon and i don't know it was it was nice to have that much local content uh, on the radio doesn't happen anymore
1: yeah, it does not. It
0: does not happen anymore.
1: But that's why I was saying earlier, when you were going nah, well, I was saying you should. <laughs> I was should... going
0: nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> what was I
1: saying? About, about doing it? You were saying you you should do some writing for victory oh, uh, for the ancient victors, and I, I said you should do something about the radio, uh, and you were going nah. Uh, well, I mean. But but really, I mean, if you did a an article about the potluck. It would be an interesting article.
0: Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm not a researcher. I was talking about writing a column, you know, of a screed, you know. something <laughs> that's screed? more Something that's more attuned to the way I write than I don't want to do something expository. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm not thinking about I
1: it. am all about the
0: research. Yes, I know you are. And I, I, I yield. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Because if I started to try and research the potluck, I'd be coming to you. Oh, you, boy. To get the information. <laughs> that's good coffee. Which, you know. You might as well write the article at that point. I think if you do the research, you should do the article. But I think there's, you could do several articles about those three people.
1: It just, ever since I discovered actually this Northwest Folklife Festival, that was the beginning of it all. Just realizing how much talent we have around us at all times. And that set me on a mission about local music and about local art. I just feel like that has, has made my life flourish in every way. Mm-hmm. being aware and wanting uh, and being curious, because that's what started a lot of the, uh, started a lot of my interest in, in doing the victory music stuff is just being curious about the local scene. But, man. We've got a ton of incredible musicians here.
0: Yeah, that's true. So we, uh, you know, our, uh, we have a sense of uh, some job security around this. Uh, around
1: <laughs> job this. security? Well, I mean, you know. We, we, Task security. Yes.
0: Which it What we need to do is we need to find a platform where, wherein these articles can get a wider readership or be a more of a resource. And that's why... I've, i am encouraging you to contact the Washington State Historical Society or talk to uh, Jim Endicott because isn't he yeah, wasn't he, he is, working on that?
1: Yes and Yeah. And they are going to do something for ancient Victor- uh, for victory music in general so it right. could be all a part of that. Yeah. In any event.
0: In every event.
1: In every event. Yes. This is it was a, a true highlight of our week. It was. Um, it was great.
0: But I mean, I also had great conversations with my mom and with my sister and with Alan and Kelly and you know. There's a lot of communication going on, but I think it's there's a also a sense of frustration at not being able to be with people, you know play to go see music to to play music for people it's frustrating
1: i do know i think we all know and yet
0: and yet here here we we are. are yes yes here we are
1: so we must make the best yep of what we have and i think we do
0: yes i do i agree i think we do we've established good communication with some pretty important people so
1: Well, we wouldn't have even been able to get the Canope brothers and Sandy in the same room. Sandy lives in Raymond, Washington area now. So I feel like the the Zoom thing has really brought up a lot of possibilities that we never explored before. Never had to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But now that we've got it, it's kind of like, wow, this is great.
1: In fact, I was talking to my brother and he had been to... A meeting of uh, a lot of like-minded people and I was asking if you know whether they were all in Portland and he said oh no they're all throughout the, the country and yeah. and I said isn't that amazing it's almost like you've been able to associate with people who are really uh, like-minded who you might not have ever even thought to be in communication with yeah. uh, had we not been in this pandemic
0: Really?
1: I know that's true for us, so... Anyway, it's yeah. been lovely. It has been lovely. Last night, we discovered on Apple TV yeah. this series called 1971...
0: The Mirror Music Changed Everything? The, the Mirror
1: year Music Changed Everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a series, and we've watched, I think, four of the series and it is fascinating
0: it is interesting
1: uh, because it's it's giving a lot of the context of the history in which um m- these musical artists were coming into their own yeah. and actually changing things through the music that they were uh, that they were generating in- during that period of time and uh, I don't know, something about the way that it's, it's positioning everything is, makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is an interesting assessment. And I, you know, I had no idea that all those musical endeavors were all 1971. Thanks. Nor had I. Yeah. Like, uh, Cat Stevens and Joni Mitchell and Blue and Cat Stevens' teaser and the Fire Cat and T-Rex and David Bowie and
1: imagine john, john lennon yeah. concert for bangladesh yeah. man when that was on boy what a what a blast from the past that was mm-hmm. i haven't thought about that album in years but everybody i know had that album <laughs> during the time yep. that it was out so yeah so it was that was a fascinating thing it's kind of funny to be going from the local that um that I've been doing these articles uh about first albums and then immediately watching this series that is about the national or international.
0: Yeah.
1: Um interesting to me too because when I was writing Carol uh, King's
0: Tapestry, that's the other one that I was remembering as
1: right. from nineteen seventy one. Yeah, a lot, a lot that of was a
0: That was a major album. Best-selling album by a female artist in history, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that that's what they said at the end. Yeah. I just found it interesting because when when the series first started, because they were talking about how much the Vietnam War was affecting the music of that time, and that's what...
0: Jim Page
1: had said during uh, the interview about his first album that 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 was a major thing going on at that time. And hearing it reflected not only from our local hero, but then seeing it again, that that was being said about the national scene, it really brought it home in a major way. Because in 1971, I would have been... See, I, I graduated a been, freshman. I was, I was in, thirteen. Yeah, I was, think I was a freshman. I, been I
0: seventh or eighth grade.
1: Cause uh, I graduated in nineteen seventy four from high school, so, so I must have been a freshman in high school. Yeah. And. My memories of that time. Definitely were affected by, uh, what was going on with the Vietnam War. I remember we had a a bracelet that that we
0: POW a bracelet?
1: POW bracelet that you yeah. would get the name of a POW and you would keep it you'd wear it until they
0: were released
1: released or found dead or something yeah. I don't know what happened to my person I don't know whether they were released or whether yeah. I finally just took it off eventually but um but it's weird to remember that time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really occurred to me while we were watching it was how the chaos of that time mirrors the chaos of this time in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it does make you think the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Fifty years ago, and you're looking and thinking, yeah, this is pretty much the way it looks. Now. <laughs> different different. Uh,
0: Different issues, but.
1: different issues, but same um, outcome yeah. of
0: uh, same kind of chaos, sense of chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah golly. So let's. Uh, with, so the music for today has been pulled from that milieu. Yeah, from
1: 1971, and I, I was thinking when I was just thinking about some of the albums they've already presented that really. Teaser and the Firecat was probably, I don't know, we haven't even seen all the the albums that that were produced, and we haven't even come upon this one yet. They just kind of mentioned it in passing so far, but it was a very influential album for me on both my past and my present. I just love the music from it. It
0: it was definitely... A well-played album in my house. I I remember where all the skips were because I played that album so much.
1: I found it really interesting to read about on Wikipedia because it said, In a contemporary review for Rolling Stone magazine, music critic Timothy Krauss praised Stevens' distinctive musical style and introspective songs such as Tuesday's Dad and The Wind, but felt that he lacks Van Morrison's evocative quality and James Taylor's Refined lyrics. Cat has become a dependable artist, a good artist, but he appears to be one of those composers who does not develop, who holds no surprises. I thought, what the heck? Wow, <laughs> that's a pretty severe, severe review of one of the, the most influential albums in my life. I was like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Well, <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's why I never listened to any critic, but i I was just like dependable, but not surprising and I felt like, well, dependable is pretty nice actually, if you
0: yeah.
1: had to but i I listened to the whole album this morning, and I was thinking as I was listening that it is one of the the albums in my life um the other albums that I can listen to the whole thing and love everything is Paul Simon's, Simon and Garfunkel's, uh, Joni Mitchell's. But there are a lot of records in my life that I really can't listen to the whole thing and think, oh, this is such a beautiful whole. Mm. I usually am thinking, ugh, I don't like that song. <laughs> so it was lovely to spend the morning with the candles lit in here and listen to. Teaser in the Fire Cat in its entirety.
2: I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Where I'll end up, well, I think only God really knows. I've sat upon the setting sun But never, 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 I never wanted water once no, Never, never, never I listen to my words But they fall far below I let my music take me where my heart wants to go I swam upon the devil's lake But never, 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 never I'll never make the same mistake Make a mark in time I can't say the mark is mine I'm only the underline Of the word i I'm like him Just like you I can't tell you what to do Like everybody else I'm searching through What I've heard Whoa Where do you go When you don't want no one to know Who told tomorrow i And I messed